0: Time to wake up. up!
1: No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole
2: world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost.
0: You were tuned into His Hard Line. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first, we talk about good health and how to fortify our families, followed by how we restore the republic so we can have a strong nation, once again. So Patriots, patriots, patriots. assemble. Assemble. Assemble.
1: Assemble. assemble!
0: right. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host with the most. They are in charge. They are in the captain's chair. Therefore, they're at the wheel, which means they're steering our ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Some of you might be wondering, well, Jason, what exactly does that mean? Well, some of you have been listening for a while. You already know what that means. But if you're new here, because I've been getting a lot of newer listeners, I've been getting uh, newer subscribers on the Telegram channel and True Social. By the way, thank you for that. Um, I, I think I know what's, you know, what is the the root of that um, huge surge because I went from like 200 and like 15 uh, subscribers to the telegram channel to all of a sudden like 538. It's like, Whoa, but I think I have an idea. Um, there is a, a lady that started following my channel who, like I said, on a previous show, um, who is a, um, she was a, uh, human trafficking victim survivor. And she is, has, she has a team and they are now, um, like I said, she's a survivor, but she uses her story and goes after these evil scumbags, especially some of these people that are false prophets, people that she knows firsthand who participate in these heinous crimes against humanity in the sex trafficking rings. And so um, she posted, I think, shared one of my shows on her Telegram channel. I think she's got like 36,000 or 37,000 followers um, because I believe she also used to be in the. Uh, adult film industry uh, once upon a time, which was kind of linked with what happened with her. So that's a whole long story, but I want to try to see if we can get her on the show um, and, you know, have her share her story and, you know, just pretty much lay out the truth for what it really is out there. But anyway, so to anybody that's new, want to say welcome, but you, again, back to what I was saying, you might be wondering, well, why is Jason saying that, you know, God and Jesus Christ are, you know, at the wheel? Well, They're at the wheel because they are the ones in charge. You know, it's like that country song, Jesus, take the wheel. They are the ones. God is the one. Jesus is the one that is in charge. You just got to lay your life down 100% down to God and Jesus Christ. Let them in, lay it all out there and you will not be steered anywhere in a wrong path. You will always be guided properly. So just, that's why I say all that. Now, before we get into the topic of discussion of spiritual dryness, um, yesterday we went with a couple of neighbors or uh, a couple, I should say, who are neighbors across the street. They're the ones we pretty much get along with the most because we're the most like minded. And well, they just you know they're they're just people like us, you know, just kind of chill down to earth, you know. And so we went out to to do this escape room. And it's called The Great Escape. They got like six or seven rooms. It's insane. We did one of them last year loved it so much. And I've never done an escape room. And I was like, dude, we got to do this again. So we did not one, but we did two of them yesterday. We did one, then we went out to dinner and then we did another one. It was awesome. We lost at both. Like we completely, because one of them was like a heart transplant one we had to find. It was like a scavenger hunt slash like puzzle. And you had to get to the guy, unlock all the things all the keys you had to find all the keys get to the you know mechanism to like do this heart transplant it's really crazy really bizarre I wish I could take pictures but like it's said in the rules like you're not allowed to do that and they have video cameras in there to make sure you don't do that Um, but yeah it was really amazing then we we did that Um, we didn't finish under the one hour but They allowed us to finish anyways, and we figured it out. It was really cool. And then we went out to eat, came back, and did another one. And this one was called Mountain Murder Mystery or something like that, where we had to figure out where Nana was at. It was really crazy. But, yeah, if anybody, if you've never done an escape room, definitely do an escape room. Super fun, super cool, especially if you got, you know, a couple of good friends. I'd say these escape rooms, you probably don't want to have any more than four or five people, because if you got anything more than four or five people, especially with some of these rooms of how small they can be, it can get a little chaotic. You can definitely bump into each other and get on top of each other. And it ends up kind of being very frustrating. But yeah, these escape rooms are just, just amazing. Absolutely love these escape rooms. So we did that and that was a good time. But let me tell you something. So we we were in downtown Grand Rapids and we went out to eat. My buddy. Um, Kyle, he was like, we're going to go to this place called Stella's. I, they have great food, great drinks. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm all in like, let's, let's check it out. Now, keep in mind, I don't really go to a lot of places in Grand Rapids. So I don't know much about these places. So we went to this restaurant. It's called Stella's. Didn't think nothing of it. Now, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, and this is completely sidebar from what we're going to discuss, but this is really interesting. And I imagine there's probably places like this in other cities and Grand Rapids is not a big city at all by any stretch of the truth or, you know, the imagination. So we were going down to the restaurant and there was another restaurant called the Pyramid Scheme, which actually had like the pyramid you see on the back of the dollar bill and the all seeing eye. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Then there was this place called Lilith's, Lilith's Lair. I can't even say it. Lilith's Lair. I guess apparently it's like a gay bar and it looked very satanic. Then there was another place called rumors another gay bar that was nearby like there were so many restaurants bars and coffee shops that had so much satanic symbolism i was beside myself i was like where in the heck are you bringing us dude he goes oh no no trust me he goes this place is really really good he goes trust me this is great i said okay so we, we walk into stella's now to give you a general idea of how the layout of this restaurant is, so when you walk in the door, it's basically like a big narrow. It's a narrow. It's in an old building, so it's narrow in inside, and but it's long because there must be like apartment buildings up above. So we walk in, and all you see is like decor and stuff that kind of is reminiscent of like the 80s and the 90s and stuff like that. Pinball machines, stuff like that, like old school. I was like, okay, this is my jam. This is pretty cool. You know, cause I'm a 90s kid, like right. right? Now, when you walk in, there is a dividing wall between the entrance and the front dining area and then the back of bar, which has additional, like, a lot more seating. Now, the front seemed okay, seemed legit. Like, it, like I said, it gave you something, like, where it was taking you back in a time, time machine to, like, the 80s and 90s. I was like, okay, this is cool. Now, we went and got sat behind the wall. So, we went to the back. We sat down and they're playing music. The first thing I notice is really heavy metal, demonic sounding type of music. And I'm like looking at the speakers and I'm like, what are we listening to? And then I started paying attention to the mural. There two murals, one that I was facing that was in the bar area that I was looking at. And it went, it, the mural was so big. It was about, I don't know, 50 feet, 60 foot mural long and like 15 feet high. It was big. Somebody put a lot of time into painting that. Then behind me was the window, which looked outside to like the smokers area and the outdoor dining. And there was a mural out there and that one was even more demonic. Now this one was demonic. My wife was looking at this one. So basically the paint the scene on this one, it was like Satan was the bartender. Literally they depicted Satan as a bartender with all these evil demons and satanic characters and whatever else. Like when you looked at it, you knew you're like, okay, if there's a hell, that's probably what it looked like. It was so satanic and demonic. I was like, I looked at Kyle when we sat down, my buddy, I looked at him. I'm like looking at the murals. I'm looking at everything around. I'm looking at like everything that's in here. I'm like, dude, what the heck did you just bring us into? I'm seeing one eye symbolism, Satan skulls uh, or skulls, Satan freaking like totem pole type looking things painted on the wall. I'm like, what, what did you bring us into? I said, dude, I feel like I need a lot of prayer, like Latin prayer as we walk out of here i said this is a bit scary my man he goes all right uh i really apologize for this to my defense um i only ate in the front i had no idea this was back here i was like okay now at this point we were already kind of committed we had already ordered our drink and appetizers as i was you know but i was like beside myself i was like what is this and then Uh, his wife went to the restroom. She came back, and her eyes looked like she just saw a ghost. I'm like, what's up? She goes, I don't know what to make of what I just saw in this bathroom. like, what'd you see? She goes, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a bunch of demon babies stacked up on top of each other in like a little statue back there. Like, it was really weird. I'm like, okay. I'm like, we are never coming back here again. I said, I don't know what district this is between all these restaurants and bars and coffee shops with all this demonic symbolism and one eyed symbolism. And just I said, we are not coming back down here. I'm like, this whole block needs an exorcism. This is terrible. We are never, never, ever coming back here. And he ended up sending us a text last night. I mean, we had a lot of fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. The food was actually great. They had great wings, great drinks. But yeah, it was scary. And literally when I walked out of there, I said a few prayers while I was in there. And while I came out, I said, dear God, I said, please wash away whatever evil is trying to attach to us because that was terrifying. I said, we had no idea. I uh, don't want anything to do with it anymore. But yeah, it was just crazy. So, but overall, though, it was a good time. Oh, and here's the kicker. The place that has the, uh, the escape room, the building that it's in, was an old um, Masonic Lodge. And it was a huge Masonic building, like big, a very, so apparently they don't use it for Masonic meetings anymore. Cause I guess there's a lot of businesses in there supposedly, but yeah, it's an old Masonic lodge. So it just makes you wonder, it's like, okay, what is this christened in You know, Satanism? Like what? I'm like, okay. I'm like, we, we gotta, we gotta find an escape room. That's in a better area. I'm like this, this, we can't, we can't do this. Zero Michigan's like, did you bring any holy water? No, but you know what? I should have i should have um but i definitely said some prayers when i got home and i said dear god i'm 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 so sorry that we walked into a place like that i said please wash away whatever was trying to attach to us i said because there was darkness in there i said but you know what i could tell that we were the outcast in there because we i here's one other thing I, i noticed when we were in there as people were walking in i mean we're talking families with kids I was like why would you bring kids in here and as i was seeing more people come in because we went in we came in there right before the dinner rush and every single individual i saw that walked in looked so lost and so dark and so empty i actually felt really bad and i was actually praying for some of these people that were walking in. so maybe it was a, a divine appointment that we didn't know about and god just maybe needed some people like us because my my neighbors they're christians too he in fact he he was a drummer for his church so it's not like they're you know satanists or anything but maybe maybe god needed some light to be poured into that place i guess i don't know but i tell you what i don't want to go back there anymore so what else is going on out there? So let me let me look. I'm just like scrolling through Telegram right here. I guess apparently Biden supposedly ordered, you know, our great fearless leader, Biden. I know you guys like Biden. I guess supposedly he uh, ordered the Pentagon to shoot down that uh, Chinese spy balloon. Right. They did shoot it down, apparently, I guess, over Myrtle Beach. There were some videos of it. And I was kind of watching. Uh, they were showing the U.S. military was shot down the Chinese spy airship over the Atlantic, I guess. Um, video seemed pretty cool, but, uh, yeah, very, it was very interesting. So I don't, I don't know really what to make of all that, but yeah, it was very, very interesting, you know, to kind of see what was going on. What, What baffles me is how long they allowed it to, you know, hover over the States before they did anything about it. Like, cause wasn't this thing like over Montana? I mean, it amazes me how long this thing supposedly, again, I didn't see it firsthand, but how long they allowed this thing to hover over the States. And then Pama Jean said, I guess it was over Alaska. Like, that's interesting. It really is interesting to me. I don't know. So anyway, so, but I'm not going to get too much into the news because, again, a lot of it's all distractive. It's, it's, you know, it's, well, it's noise. It's just noise. So, and Pama just said, now it's near Missouri. Well, how's it? I'm, I'm, conf- now I'm confused because I thought it, they just shot it down. I thought they just shut it down over, hey, good evening, Chris in Michigan. Glad to have you here. Good seeing you, brother. Good evening to you. Um, I thought they shot the thing down in Myrtle Beach. Uh, anyone that's listening on the download, I'm just kind of interacting with some of the people in the chat. Something I like to do just because it's fun. And uh, I know people like to interact, too. Um, but, I, yeah, I thought they shot it down. Oh, it was in. it was near Missouri yesterday. Oscar was saying wonder what kind of bills were passed when everyone was looking at that yeah you know somebody else made that i forgot who it was there's somebody on my telegram channel that listens quite frequently was saying while they're putting all the attention on this i wonder what they're doing to this you know what they're doing on with the other hand so they're distracting us with the right hand saying hey look up in the sky looking up in the sky meanwhile they might be doing something else yeah cranes yes four cranes or something like that yes um what are they doing With the left hand, what are they trying to distract us with? It's a very good question. Clearly, it's a distractive mechanism because while everyone's fixated on that, they're able to kind of do something else. And who knows if it's white hats, black hats? I don't know. But whoever it is, it's definitely a distractive ploy. So, yeah, very interesting. So, all right, enough, enough, enough about all that. Let's get into the topic of discussion. So lately I've been kind of hitting pretty hard on, you know, topics of country. We were going over how to like set up your state assembly. Um, we were, you know, going to go and we were reading the constitution, things like that. I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. And even though we have a segment where we read the Bible, I feel like sometimes we need to kind of carry in to that God topic, right? Because God is the most important thing that, we need to keep at the center of everything. And like I said, I have a, a good friend of mine and coworker at work who's dealing with some very crazy issues and, you know, a, a spiritual attack on his family. <clears throat> I'm not going to get in details on it, but, um, you know, he's feeling very spiritually dry. And like today he was, you know, was it today? No, it was yesterday. He sent me a message. He goes, you know, I'm feeling very empty, spiritually empty. He was like, do you got anything for me to kind of help lift me up? And I said, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm like, I do. And so I I oftentimes, and thanks to Rita out in California, she's part of the California General General Assembly. She's not listening in right now live, but um, she gave me this website, which I think is a great resource. It's called gotquestions.org. Got questions with an S at the end, dot org, G-O-T-Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S dot org. And. It's a great resource. And so I typed in there spiritual dryness or spiritual emptiness. And I was curious what would come up. And I kind of wanted to kind of go over some of this because this is really interesting. You know, it says when people say they are spiritually dry, they usually mean that they feel distant from God or that, you know, they're struggling to grow spiritually. And they don't, you know, they don't actively see God working and that the burdens of life press in and they begin to feel discouraged. They search for God in a dry and parched land where there is no water. And it is a time of spiritual dryness, if you will. And if you actually kind of look at Psalm 63 verse one, it says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you, my soul thirsts for you and my flesh faints for you as in a dry and weird land where there is no water. Now there may be several reasons for spiritual dryness now before we continue on that i wanted to play this little clip here real quick it's about eh, i think three minutes long talking about this subject give us a quick listen
3: God is separating the weeds from the tares you know some of you are right now fighting hardcore for your faith because it's like it's been shut off you you feel nothing from the lord towards the lord all you know is that he is real and that whatever just happened you're not gonna accept it, right? You're fighting for your faith in a way you never thought you would. You're feeling the driest anyone can feel. You feel like dying, but yet here you are fighting for your faith. That is because you are a wheat and not a tear. People have walked away from the Lord for far less. And here you are under a massive pressure of witchcraft warfare dryness, fighting for God, even though you feel nothing towards him right now, you just know that he is real and you gotta give back to him. The victory is already yours. The second you chose to fight for your faith in the Lord, because you actually believe He is worthy of fighting for, that He is worth fighting for, the victory is already yours. See, you could have chosen to give up. I don't feel the Lord. I feel nothing towards the Lord. I don't feel God anymore. I'm going to go to the world. No. The fact that you knew that God is worth fighting for, that even though you don't feel Him, that you kind of feel like He's abandoned you. And you're angry with him and you've been yelling at him. The fact that you're still praising God and praying, even if it's five seconds, because it's hard for you right now. The fact that you're still persisting to be a child of God, even against everything that is going on right now, that tells you, you are not a tear. You are a wheat. And the victory is already yours because Jesus Christ already saw to that. God gives the strongest, the strongest battles and God equipped you for it. It's an amazing blessing and revelation to go through what you're going through right now and still know that God is worthy and still choosing God. You know, cuz people say, "Oh, you know, I don't I don't see the Lord, but I feel him." But they don't tell you about when you don't see nor feel and you actually feel like he's abandoned you. Some of you feel like God has abandoned you, but you're still pressing on. You're still seeking the Lord, you're still crying for him. He's not abandoned you. He's with you, and you're going to see the victory, and the devil is going to eat dust because God is raising up a new generation of warriors that paid the price. I pay the price. This is why I'm able to explain it the way that I am. You are paying the price. Some of you have already paid that price, that dryness. You still fought for Jesus Christ, even against all the dryness that you were experiencing. You feel nothing towards God, no love, no nothing. It was like it was shut off, but you still knew that he was worthy and real. So you fought for him. God is not going to ignore how you fought for him this time around because he's always fighting for you, but this time around you've been fighting for him. He's going to add that to your blessings, double for your trouble, triple for your cripple. God is going to bless you in ways that you never thought he would yeah,
0: that's right. God will bless you in ways that you never thought he would you know oftentimes you know and and i I was thinking about this earlier today. You know, Satan oftentimes will give us what we ask for. He will gift us the things that we've dreamed of, right? Almost kind of disguising it as if it's coming from God, right? But in order, but he does that in order to try to deceive us. But we need to remember God doesn't give us exactly what we want. We need to remember that God is much bigger than that. God not only gives us what we need, but he gives us more than we can ever dream of. But when we're given what, when we're given what we exactly ask for, you got to stop and think for a second, be like, wait a minute. Is this coming from God or is this a trick from Satan? You got to remember that. You got to really discern. Because like I said, God is much bigger than that, and he gives us what we need and more than we can imagine. Now, sometimes spiritual dryness, though, is due to a personal sin. You know, sin can cause us to feel distance from God because we are attempting to live for ourselves instead of living for God. And unconfessed sin can cause us to lose the joy associated with, with our salvation. Now, we can remedy the time of dryness by confessing our sin to God, and we must take God at his word. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double minded. That would be James, I believe, 4 8. And to be double minded is to maintain a dual loyalty. Let me make sure that's correct. Hold on. I just want to make sure. Yeah, draw near. Yes. That is James 4 8. And to be double minded is to maintain a dual loyalty, such as trying to serve both God and mammon. Remember, you can't serve both. Attempts to do so will dry us up spiritually, and we're all guilty of doing it. Not intentionally. I don't think we intentionally set out to do that. But it just it just kind of happens, right? And so, some people feel spiritually dry because of physical, mental, sometimes emotional pain. You know, when we're sick, it's often more difficult to focus on God and spiritual things. That's why every day in my In my gratitude journal, I always say the first two things, and you guys already know this, so I'm kind of sound like a skipping record by now, but those are the first two things I always say. I always say, good morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you for another day of life and good health for myself, my wife, and our daughter. That's the first thing that I always write, because when I'm in good health, I need to recognize that good health. So God knows I'm not taking it for granted, because without our health, we got nothing else. Our health is our first wealth. If I didn't have my good health, I would not be having enough energy to be behind this mic. You know that, guys. There's been days where I've felt like crud and have had to go on Telegram and say, sorry, guys. Like, I am not feeling that great today. I have a massive migraine. I just can't stand to get on the air right now. You know, it, it, it can cripple us from a lot of things. And this is just as simple as sitting at a chair and getting behind the mic. Think how simple that is. Among other things, going to work doing what like Destry does welding all day. You know, you're around loud noises. Like there's a lot of stuff you can't do. You can't get into the garden. You can't do joyful things like horseback riding. You can't go hunting. You can't drive a semi. If you're a truck driver, you can't, if you're a teacher, you can't teach. There's a lot you can't do. We rely on our health for so much. So why not give glory and gratitude to God for that good health for, for providing us a good solid body temple to allow us to live our life. And so after Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal, he ran a great distance because he feared Queen Jezebel would put him to death. Now, he was physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted, and he wanted to die, but God gave Elijah sustenance and rest. And then he used that time of weakness to work in Elijah's life in a new way. Now, God sometimes allows a person to reach a low point before intervening in a powerful way. And I think a lot of us may have hit a low point at some point in our life, depending on the scenario that we've, you know, experienced. I know I've hit that low point a couple times. That time before that intervention can actually feel spiritually dry, right? The Israelites trapped by the Red Sea are a great example. You know, the people were caught between Pharaoh's army and the sea. And there seemed to be no escape, but God had led, you know, God seemed to have led them into a death trap, seemingly. But yet it was during this time that God chose to intervene with a miracle that is still talked about thousands of years later. He divided the sea to allow the Israelites to escape on dry land. Yeah. God offers some solutions to our spiritual dryness, sometimes solutions we can't even understand or fathom, but we have already noted that God's command to draw near to him with the promise that he will draw near to us. And in in addition to all that, we are called to seek God through his word, right? As it states, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Timothy at second Timothy three verses 16 through 17. And so in God's word, we see the faithfulness, mercy, and love of God. And it is God's word that sanctifies us. So, and like Destry was saying right here, you, you, you cannot appreciate a high point unless you experienced a low point. Absolutely. Just like you can't, and you can't, uh, fully appreciate a good, warm, sunny day without experiencing many rainy, cold, dreary days. Because if you had sunny days all the time, you'd take it for granted. You, in fact, it, there'd be probably some people out there be like, God, is this all there is, this beautiful, sunny, and 75 weather with a very slight light breeze? Really? This is all you got? You don't have anything better? <laughs> I'd watch out. We can't enjoy the high points without going through some really low, low points. Right? And so a second way to overcome spiritual dryness is through prayer. Now, as Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart, all your heart. That's important. I get so many people that, you know, when we get on these topics of discussion of God and Christ and Bible and whatever, right? I get so many people that are self-proclaimed Christians and like, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm tight with Jesus. We're good. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, but are you though? Like, I'm not questioning people just because that's my role. No, but like you, you kind of see what they do and kind of see their actions. Right. And then you have to ask, but are you, like, are you really seeking God and Christ with all your heart, like a hundred percent of it? You know, Jesus taught us in Matthew 7, 7, that if you ask, it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. Persistence in prayer is a virtue. It can't be a one and done thing. And even. Luke 18.1 even says that, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always, that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Now, a third way to overcome spiritual dryness is fellowship with other believers. That's important because, again, it goes back to that whole concept of iron sharpens iron, right? One of the strengths of the early church was that they spent time with, another, with one another. Now, as Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47 notes, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved and God's purpose for His people, and forgive me if I you know, pronounce this wrong, word wrong, but is concoinia, which involves fellowship, encouragement, and true relationships. And David was likely experiencing a time of spiritual dryness when he wrote this psalm, and this is what it reads. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? That's Psalm chapter 13, verses 1 through 2. And so, at the end of that same short psalm, we have a change in attitude, right? Because it says, but, and this is what it reads this a Psalm, chapter chapter 13, five through six, it says, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Amen. For he has been good to me. How did David break out of his spiritual dryness? Hmm? How did he break? out of his spiritual dryness. He trusted in God's love. He chose to rejoice and sing based on unchanging spiritual truth. And he remembered God's goodness in the past. Remember, Jesus promised, and I quote, Whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. That's John 4, 14. Living water from our Lord is a sure cure for spiritual dryness. Amen, right? So, I, I felt like this was kind of an important topic to cover because there's a lot of people that are dealing with uh, a lot of issues, be it marital, spiritual, work related, physically, monetarily. Like, there's a lot of people that are they're having they're having issues, right? They're 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 and, and they're wondering where's God. You know, where's God in all this? Is he ever going to help me? What's up? What's going on? But we got to remember, we need to draw near to him with our whole heart. Sincerely, all of it. We need to constantly remain in prayer. And like Pam and Jean was saying right here in the chat, more so now because of the times that we are in, because we are in a war. I mean, we've always been in a spiritual war, but now it's almost kind of kinetic in a way on the spiritual realm if that makes sense and when i say kinetic i don't mean like airplanes and bombs and war tanks you know no like meaning kinetic in they are in our face not even hiding it anymore like i was telling you at the beginning of the show when i went downtown to go do the escape rooms with my you know friends with our friends and we went out to eat i mean they are in our face And so we have to always remain in prayer. And remember that Jesus Christ is the only one that can fulfill the thirst of that, you know, when we become spiritually dry. He's the only one. Your spouse is not going to be able to do it. Your priest or pastor is not going to be able to do it. Sure, he can guide you, but he's not going to be able to do it. The only one that can do that is God, Jesus Christ. That's it and pray that the Holy Spirit works within you. So very, very important, I believe, for the times that we're in, because Satan and his little minions, they are working overtime to put out disinformation, to stir up trouble. And so, like I say here at this, at this, you know, behind this mic, the priorities of discussion are very simple. It goes, God, good health and wellness, fortifying our families and reassembling our assemblies so we can restore the republic of this great nation and help other nations become free as well. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I believe it or not, America is not the only one that's listening to the show. I want to say thank you to Canada, our brothers and sisters to the north for listening to this show i really appreciate it and we are with you you're in our prayers we look forward to the day where one day you can become you know part of the union of the united states i think that time is coming germany russia i know there's someone in belize listening to this show maybe a couple i don't know but there's a high higher number than I typically see in downloads there, Mexico, Italy, Great Britain, right? England, believe it or not, Ukraine. There's somebody over there listening. I see a lot of you guys out there in other countries. Thank you for listening to this show. India, thank you for listening to this show. Believe it or not, there for a while, United Arab Emirates. That was kind of crazy to see, too. Oh, we got uh, Emmanuel from Zambia. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Always a blessing to have you here. We are so happy to have you here. We are so happy to have our brothers and sisters from different countries joining us here at His Heart Line because like I said on episode 433 which was my 1 year anniversary episode since we started this show 1 year ago there's going to come a time where there's going to be a lot of people they're going to start seeing the sheep and wolves clo- the wolves and sheep clothing they're going to start realizing some of these big personalities, these big names that have, you know, high levels of influence that's going to come out. People that are conservatives that you thought you could trust, people that were in alternative news media and podcasting that you thought you could trust. I think there's going to be a day where it's going to get revealed more and more by the grace of God who these wolves are, who these crocodiles are who these sharks are that we are swimming amongst and his hard line is going to be, and I believe there's probably, I think there's somebody else. I think, uh, I can't remember. I got to look at my email now. I don't, I can't think off the top of my head real quick. Hold on. Um, Somebody emailed me and I haven't had a chance to uh, email them back. Yeah, that's right. It was you Patriot Beagle. Yeah. Cause I know he wants, you know, Patriot Beagle wants to start a podcast too. So I'd like to help. Patriot Beagle, to be able to start a podcast because we need more voices out here. I can't be the only one as much as I'd like to be, but I can't be the only one. We need more voices out here. Good, solid voices that will put out 100% truth. Not 95% like he says, not 95% truth just to be able to spit out 5% lies. No, we need more voices to put out 100% truth. It's so important. And so I think it's going to come to a point where, like I said, we need more smaller voices out there that are really, truly rooted in God and Jesus Christ. And has the true, um, sincere want. To be able to not only restore God back at the throne in this nation, but around the world, but also restore this great nation of America. Because if America falls, so does the rest of the world. We cannot have that. We can't. We got to get this country restored. We got to get our heads out of our butts, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mean to sound kind of crude here, but we do. We got to get them out of our butts and start clearing our mind so we can start moving forward. So, uh, with that, I believe that is all I have for you today. And so we are going to end with a little prayer. Like I said, today, I wanted to kind of switch it up. We've been talking a lot of assembly stuff. And like I said, I'm going to get back into reading, um, documents from the, uh, the, the handbook on national assembly.net. Uh, I'd like to read over some more important things that are very relevant that people should hear. And I know a lot, like I said, a lot of people don't like to read or don't have time to read, even if you do like to a lot of times people just don't have the time, but a lot of people have the ability to multitask and put earbuds in. Right. So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to keep going through some of those documents, take a break, talk about something, you know, stuff that's family related or spiritually related or health related, and I was actually asking my wife too, the other day, I asked her, I said, now that I got two mics and two sets of headphones, I asked her, I said, how would you feel about maybe coming on the show? And even if it's just for 15 minutes, because she's not really a, um, she gets shy. It's funny. Like she gets shy around me. It's like, even though we're having a conversation, it's just her and I, she still gets shy. But I asked her, I'm like, you know, how would you like to be like, I, how would you like to be on the podcast and talk about the ins and outs about homeschooling? Right the ins and outs of homeschooling and, and, and the benefits and, you know, talk about the taboos of what people oftentimes think. Cause whenever people ask us, Oh, you guys homeschool. Aren't you worried? Like your daughter is, you know, going to be kind of like socially awkward. Like we, we always hear that your daughter, you know, that your your kids are very socially awkward if they're homeschooled. Um, no, couldn't be further from the truth. Our kid, huge social butterfly. In fact, more social than most kids you'll see in public school. I mean, government indoctrination systems yeah seriously our kid and i'm not trying to and i'm probably a little biased here sure but if we're going to be completely you know upfront about it and you you put her you know i mean she's just she's very she's just you know she's a very social butterfly you know she really is so i'm going to try to get my beautiful bride on the air here and maybe once in a while she'll talk about some holistic, you know, uh, natural God remedies of like what works in our family and what has, uh, what she used to kind of help us, you know, get over colds and different things like that. So I want to try to get her on more. I think that'd be great. And, and, uh, yeah, Randy is right. He's saying Katie has, you know, an angelic voice. She really does. In fact, sometimes her voice can be so quiet sometimes that sometimes our little arguments is because I'm like, huh can you speak up please because i can't hear a freaking word you're saying (laughs) because she has such a tiny voice but anyway i'd like to get her on the show i want to get more guests this year on the show and uh yeah i think uh like i said we we need to get a hundred percent of the truth that's going on out there but anyway let's say a little quick prayer and then we'll close out the show heavenly father Thank you again, yet again, for another great show. Thank you for being with us tonight, as always. And thank you for the lessons that you you bring forward here. Uh, Father, we, we pray that, you know, sometimes w- we do feel empty. And we get what we just read today, spiritually dry. And we know that the only way to fill up our cup again and not feel parched is to seek you, seek your son Jesus, and to pray. And lean into Him, and that's what we intend on doing. We intend on praying and leaning into You when we are feeling spiritually dry. So, Father, guide us in our life, guide us every step of the way. And we pray all this in Your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ, Amen. So that's all I got for you guys today. Sorry for starting a little half hour early today. Um, like I said, it was kind of a kind of a busy day, busy weekend. This is the first weekend we had in a long time without any children. I say children, our daughter. And so we were just kind of enjoying the day together. And I kind of want to get to bed a little earlier tonight because I'm a little tired. So I decided to start a half hour early. But we will be back here tomorrow at 7 p.m. All right. We will be back here tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And remember, don't forget to visit the website. I've been revamping it www.hishardline.com i've kind of cleaned it up some it try to make it more uh make sense i also added an email if you go and scroll to the bottom on the main page there um i have a his hardline at gmail.com so if you want to email the show we have and, and randy knows what i'm talking about but we have an email now for the show because i used to have jason at hishardline.com. But uh, for some reason, my web domain uh, provider, the service for having the email, for some reason, they stopped doing it as of like October. I don't know why. So I just got lazy and never made a new email for the show. And I didn't want to put out my personal email you know, on the website. Like, I know I do it on the air here, but I was like, all right, enough is enough. We've got to actually put something else because I get enough emails as it is. and And sometimes it can, you know, the emails can get lost. Right. So. The official email for now, and yes, I know it's Gmail, guys. Get off my back about it, all right? I know it's Gmail, and Gmail's bad. Google's bad. I get it. They're all bad. I mean, except uh, I forgot what it is. There's, there's some, I'm sure, email providers that are out there that are good, but I haven't really looked into them enough. And again, a little lazy, you know, but it is what it is. They've already been tracking me, so I really don't care. I'm um, not putting any money to them, so whatever. But it's hishardline at gmail.com. I've been re- revamping the website, www.hishardline.com. You want to know more about the National Assembly and the Assembly of States? That's www. That's what I need. Thank you, Zero Michigan. I was trying to remember it. Smart mail. Thank you. In fact, let me put this in right now. Smartmail.com. I knew there was something out there I need to look at. Uh, what, what is going on here? This site cannot... The site cannot is it you sure it's smart mail? Zero? Before I close out the show, because I, I just went to smartmail.com. It says the site cannot be reached. Hmm. Smartmail.com. Yeah. I I don't know. Huh. Okay. Um, I'll have to look more into that. Um, so yeah. Uh I'll check into that. So, but anyways. I hope, uh, so, yeah, so, again, you know, JMJ, boy, oh, boy, hishardline at gmail.com, and then uh, go to the website, hishardline.com, and uh, I'm not saying, I'm not going to be pushing this, it's there, if anybody ever wants to, but um, I did start a give send go i was toying around with doing a patreon i don't know if i really want to do a patreon it's just more work than i really care to i did a give send go but i'm not going to be pushing that all the time it's there on the website for anybody that cares to great but like i said i'll just be adding it to the show notes i'm not pushing it because again you know god bless me with a great job um i do well and but eventually at some point hopefully a few years down the road, I like to do this full time because I like to do a couple of good long shows, like maybe an hour and a half in the morning and like an hour and a half in the evening, you know, like an evening and, you know, startup show, kind of get your day going, right? Having coffee with Jason, having like a morning show, nice little talk show, just general conversation, right? And then we'll have an evening show where we kind of close it out, wind down. And, uh, you know, I thought, I always thought that'd be kind of cool, you know? So everything in good time, right? Everything in good time. So, and, and Patriot Beagle, I plan on emailing you, by the way. Um, I think for my account on Podbean, I think it was like 107 or $108 for unlimited audio. And that's all you need. And then a good solid mic that just plugs in USB to your computer. I mean, just to get you started, if you're trying to keep it budget friendly and still have it sound really good, you know, and you can just get a very cheap web page to, you know, put together very easy. Look, I'm not a web programmer. I'm not a web designer. But I think I did all right with the website. I don't know, go to it, hishardline.com and uh, email the show and let me know what you think. So I hope you all have a great night, great day, wherever you're at in the world, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back here tomorrow for episode uh, 436, and God bless. Time to wake up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free
2: and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost.